Well, hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am excited to bring you a special guest today. Her name is Stephanie from Winging It on the Homestead. I love her business name, and I love all that she talks about. So she talks about simple living and just getting back to the basics, cooking from scratch, and doing these different things that used to always be done at home, but now with our busy lives and kind of the chaos of the world, it's hard to slow down and go back to these basics. And so she talks about it in a simple way of how to start implementing some cooking from scratch, some healthier living, some simpler living into our busy lives. So I absolutely love what she talks about today. She gives us some practical tips to start cooking from scratch where it doesn't feel overwhelming. And if you're anything like me, cooking already feels a little overwhelming, just getting meals on the table each day. And she really breaks it down. So I'm really excited for you to listen today. I think you're going to walk away with some great tips to start implementing this in your own house too, even if you're super busy with your young little kids running around. Real quickly before we jump in, if you are loving this podcast or find inspiration from it or encouragement from it at all, I would love for you to hop on over to iTunes. I know I ask this quite often, but this truly is the way that podcasts get found and get shared with more people. And I would love to encourage more moms out there. So if you have a moment anytime today to just hop over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review, first of all, I just love reading the words. It helps me come up with new content and just inspires me to continue going, but it also really does help this show reach a bigger audience. So if you have a moment, go over to iTunes and hit that rating. There's different stars there. You can choose your amount of stars you want to choose and then leave a quick review. Just a couple sentences is fine. I just love hearing what you have to say. All right, without further ado, let's hop into the interview with Stephanie. Well, hi there, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me today and coming on the Simple Home Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself before we jump into the interview today? Sure. So my name is Stephanie Leaf, and I'm a mother of um, two toddlers, two toddler boys, um, one girl on the way. So we're um, a young family. Uh, And I have a blog titled um, Winging It on the Homestead, where I help other mothers incorporate simple living um, into their busy modern lifestyle. So some of those things would include like gardening, food preservation, toxic free living, um, some old fashioned self-sufficiency skills um, with like a more modern twist, as well as cooking from cooking from scratch. And I'm passionate um, about encouraging others to try simple living, you know, no matter where they are, where they live, their amount of property, how busy they are. There's really all kinds of things that we can incorporate into our modern lifestyle. Awesome. Yeah, I love everything that you've talked about here. And I checked out your blog and the information that you have there is so easy for us to understand and just such a great way to encourage other moms to just implement some of these things. So I'm excited to talk to you more about that today. Do you mind um, telling us kind of what your, you don't have to tell us your exact location, but kind of the region that you live in and whether you live like city or country or land or kind of what that looks like for you? Sure. So I live in Maryland, um, which is more in one of the country or counties, if that makes sense. But I by no means live on a farm um, or anything like that. We have about two acres. Most of it's wooded. So I do have some space for gardening and those kinds of things. But um, it's really not garden like, you know, to garden. 
um, you don't need tons of property. So that's one of the things that I like to focus on too is doing these kinds of things um, where you are living um, because you don't need a lot of property to do a lot of these types of techniques and skills. Um, so yeah, I live in Maryland. We have um, a garden that we've been growing for the last several years, um, looking to get into some, you know, more like some life, life, excuse me, livestock, baby goats, we'll say <laughs> that kind of stuff. So pushing out otherwise, but, um, right now we just kind of focus on gardening. Awesome. So we actually just two weeks ago bought chicks for the first time, my kiddos and, yeah. and I, so we have, um, that aren't little chicks anymore. They grow <laughs> so fast. And so we're trying yeah. to hurry up and finish our chicken coop no, right now. It's great for yeah. the kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, so far they love it. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah. <laughs> um, so I love the idea of cooking all my food from scratch. And to be totally honest, I am in complete awe of anybody that does that because I by no means anywhere close to that every once in a while I'm like okay I'm gonna learn how to do one thing and <laughs> try to implement that but can you kind of share some tips with us on how we could get started cooking from scratch especially if it feels a little bit daunting up front yeah um so what I like to tell people um you know when you want, first want to start cooking from scratch or make it a regular practice in your household you know I like to kind of tell people like, or ask people, what is your underlining reason for wanting to do that? You know, is it because you really love to cook? Um, is it because you want to provide your family with healthy meals or you value family dinner time? You know, those kinds of things, um, determining what you're, you know, why you're taking this on is important because that will really help you get started. Um, for some just, getting started, like you said, is daunting. So maybe it's just having a family dinner practice that is really important to them, in which case I, you know, tell people to focus on implementing, um, having a sit down family dinner and then focus on cooking from scratch. You know, the whole process, if you're starting from absolute scratch, you know, or from <laughs> the, the bottom, um, ground, you know, ground zero, can be daunting. So it's kind of breaking it down into those little steps. So if it's a family dinner you you are striving for, focus on getting your family on board with that and sitting down, even if it's for takeout or even if it's for, you know, um, simple, simple meals, and then start incorporating cooking from scratch. If it's if you've got that down and you want to start cooking from scratch, then what I like to tell people is to, um, you know, start by following a recipe, you know, anyone can really follow a recipe. Um, if you're if you become comfortable with the techniques, um, the ingredients, uh, how to, um, manage how much food you're buying. And then that just, it's kind of like a process, you know, so then you'll develop meals that you know, your family loves. And then the more you make them, the more, you know, how to make them without even looking at a recipe, right. And you kind of build an arsenal of, meals at that point. So it's kind of where you're starting, what your um, motivation for, for cooking from scratch is. I think helps more than just saying, I'm going to cook all my meals from scratch. Um, you know, it's that definitely can um, be overwhelming. Yeah. I love how you break that down for us. And I know 
anybody that listens to this podcast or has more than one episode knows that I'm all about just keeping things really simple from the start. And so I really like how you talk about just starting at the first thing, do the first right thing, and then go to the next. And if that really is just starting to have a family meal every night, then start there and then look at one recipe and start there and move on from that. And that does just take a lot of that overwhelm away. I know at least for me, because when I'm thinking about dinner time, we do do family dinners every night, but um, a lot of them are not, (laughs) not perfectly created. You know, they're just really quick. Absolutely. quick meals. And so thinking about maybe like one night a week, I could really sit with my kids, look at a recipe and we could do something more from scratch. That makes it sound much easier, easier right. to get started. So yeah. 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 Like starting with a meal a week is, is like a real home cooked meal a week is a great place to start, you know, and to understand that it is a skill that you're learning, you know, so it's not just something that you're going to automatically be great at or automatically know how to fit into your you know, your daily routine. So it is something that comes with practice. Absolutely. Now, most of our meals, I mean, we cook all of our meals, but it's always like chicken breast with a side of veggies and, you know, maybe a side of something else. And I would, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah. And it's healthy and, and good, but I would love to know how to really, when I start making more complicated meals, I buy the spaghetti sauce and I buy, you know, all those other things. And it would be, um, just so great to switch some of those up, maybe choose one and, and start with that. So that's great. So have you always loved to cook or do you love to cook? And do you feel like in order to kind of make this switch to cooking from scratch that we, that needs to be a prerequisite that we need to enjoy that part of it? Um, I can't say always love to cook. Um, you know, when I first was first married, I was a really awful cook. Um, and I, just never really had learned to cook. You know, I grew up with dinners every night, home cooked meals, but it was nothing I never, I ever actually learned. So in the beginning, cooking for me was really stressful. I would get flustered. I made plenty of inedible food. Um, but it, for me, it was always something I wanted to be good at. You know, something I felt like I was just a duty for me in my life, you know, to be the wife and mother that, that made good meals, good, healthy, home-cooked meals for my family. That was just something that was important to me. So it was something that I stuck with. And, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm an like, amazing cook now. I definitely cook most of our meals um, from, our, you know, home-cooked meals. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a prerequisite. I think that, that you have to love cooking. I think that it, you know, once, like with anything, once you become better, once you practice, once you – learn more, you like it more, right? So, or you find ways to make it easier or less stressful or, so it's really just taking it easy, slow and learning um, and just kind of knowing that it's a process and that eventually you'll be good at it. (laughs) I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're totally right. The more we do something and the better we become at it, the more comfortable we are and the more we end up liking it. And so you definitely don't necessarily have to love it to start. I can see that. But as you go, you're going to start enjoying the process a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I could see that in my own life, too, because I haven't always felt like the best cook. But the more I put meals on the table for my family, even though they're not necessarily all from scratch, the more I enjoy that process, especially just 
the whole thing, cooking it with my kids or on my own and then getting it on the table and everything. So definitely could see that too. Now you have a blog post um, on your website and I'm not going to remember the exact name of it, but I think it will be really valuable and I'll definitely link it in the show notes. Um, but you talk about, I think it's three ways to get started with cooking from scratch or something like that mm-hmm. and I just want to mention it you don't necessarily have to like tell us all the details that were in it but I just wanted to mention it because I saw that and it really broke things down and if you remember any of those things I'd love for you to share for them and if not that's totally fine and I will definitely link that for the listeners to listen to because I know that you you kind of broke it down into three steps and I remember looking at that and thinking wow this does look like something I could really put into practice rather than something I can just think about putting into practice. Do you, right. do you know which blog post I, I'm talking I about? Do. And I'm putting yeah. you totally on the spot. No, 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 no problem. Um, I do. Um, I think that if I'm remembering, you know, I think the most important takeaway from that was that um, when you're cooking from scratch and you're trying to make something from store-bought to homemade, you know, is kind of to start with just one thing. So, a lot of times you're buying stuff at the store and it's something packaged, you know, which is also perfectly fine. You know, it's not, does not have to be all or nothing. Um, but I think an easy way to break it down is to take one thing that you are previously or already purchasing that's packaged and find an alternate, um, recipe for it. There's so much, you know, so many resources online for, like just like mac and cheese, right? So it's just to make an alternate homemade version of mac and cheese. So just take one of those a week or every two weeks, whatever your schedule allows, and to make a homemade version. I mean, you could do what, what I started with, and I think I referenced in the blog, if I remember correctly, was like taco seasoning. You know, I used to purchase taco, taco seasoning and have it on hand in the packets, but now I make my own spice blend. Super easy, super quick and they have it on hand and it's homemade um, taco seasoning and you never have to worry about running out of time. That's the other thing with cooking from scratch too, is if you have a lot of these ingredients on hand, you don't have to worry about running out of that packaged product. Do you know what I mean? Um, There's so many um, products that you can do this with. You could do it with packaged rice sides or pasta sides, or that's really just raw rice with, um, like a packet of seasoning, you know, you can replicate that with homemade ingredients, super easy. Um, and I think once you, once you research this a little bit or, you know, someone like takes, takes a little bit of time to find a recipe, it really is, it's not, doesn't take any more time, doesn't take any more really effort to make your own, to make it a homemade version. So. Yeah. I love you talking about just spices in general, because if we had those in our pantry already, that would be so much easier and it would save some money too, not having to buy the little packets. And those are the quick things that I do often just go buy and put into my meals that I could, could switch out. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember that from the blog post and definitely will link to that for, for everybody to read because I got a lot from that as well. So thanks for sharing. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. So if we were going to make just one switch and you kind of talked about this with seasoning and stuff, would you say like from bought or store bought to homemade, would you say you'd start with spices in your pantry or is there another area that you would suggest starting? So I do definitely think that having a um, well stocked um, spice cabinet is 
very necessary for, um, you know, cooking from scratch. So I think that's one of the things that would make your life a lot easier if you're trying to cook, start cooking from scratch and, and, and substituting packaged products with a homemade version is to make sure that you have, um, ingredients on hand, right? So to really focus on having a from scratch pantry, um, stocked, you know, with these ingredients is really important. That's something that I cover a lot in some of my resources is all of the things you should have in a from scratch pantry, if you know what I mean? So, yeah. So starting with that and kind of looking over those things, those, and I, I can, um, I have that in one of my freebies, um, is a checklist of from scratch pantry items that you should have if you're starting to do this. And it makes it really easy so that you make sure that you always have what you need on hand. And I'm not talking about stockpiling. I'm not talking about, um, you know, that, those kinds of things. These are just ingredients that have on hand so that you are able to make homemade um, food instead of purchasing, you know, processed packaged things. Awesome. Yeah, I will. I would love to link to that as well, because I'm sure that that would be very valuable mm-hmm. as we think about what kinds of things can we already have on hand to make the implementation much easier, because that's where it right. falls short. Right. Like we mm-hmm. we think we're going to do this and then we go to do it and realize, well, we need five ingredients that we don't have to make the spice. And so if we kind of right. have those things on hand, it would be great. Yeah. So I know that besides just cooking from scratch, you also talk a lot to moms about just modern day self-sufficiency. Can you kind of define what you think that is to my audience so we can kind of get a clear picture of how you feel about what modern day self-sufficiency is? Yeah. So I would define modern day self-sufficiency as, you know, living in today's modern society, um, not living like old fashioned wise necessarily, but bringing a lot of those techniques and skills to today's world and, and incorporating them with the technology and the, the advancements that we have today, you know, so, you know, a lot of people are working, working from home, working full-time working. Um, their kids are going to school, you know, they're not living on a farm or living off the grid or living, you know, like we're pioneers or anything anymore. So it's, but we're still these self-sufficient skills and um, techniques that have a place um, in today's society. So a lot of this also comes with just having a certain level of awareness and intention of um, being less reliant on stores or commercial products or convenience. And so just taking a step back and being intentional in the things that you purchase, the products that you use, the ingredients that are in them, and whether or not you can make or create your own products to replace them, if that makes any sense. So not completely relying on everything commercial. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. And especially, I mean, when we think about making some of these switches, it's more than just our food and relying just on the grocery store for all of the food and, but we are really busy and some of the convenience things I think are okay to have in right. our life. So I like how you talk about intention because it, it kind of depends on what season we're in and what our goals are for our family and all of that. And kind of looking at what are those goals and how can we intentionally buy the right things or, you know, create our home the way that we need to, to be able to do some of these things. Like you said, maybe with chickens and goats at your house and, it's going to look different for everyone, but I totally agree with you. Just being intentional about 
you know, the products and the ingredients that we are looking for and all of that. And it can look different, but just leaning towards what's going to work best for our families. It doesn't have to be, you know, all or nothing or stressful or, um, all encompassing and you feel guilty for not doing all the things, you know, it's what, yeah, like you said, what fits into your life, um, and what you can take on yourself and everything else is, you know, okay. If you, inconvenience is absolutely fine. I mean, we should take advantage of modern day conveniences and technology and advancements, but it's kind of a nice balance and, you know, it's, uh, some good, some good skills to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing that I have been really working on this year is just kind of slowing down and enjoying the process of things. I think sometimes we get wrapped up in our daily life and feel like everything's kind of a chore, like cooking a meal or getting ourselves ready in the morning, getting the kids out the door. And so I love that you talk about this self-sufficiency thing, because I think it goes hand in hand and just realizing that we are capable of providing for ourselves and our families and it's really a gift and so if we can kind of slow down and you know walk ourselves through some of those things and try to enjoy the process turn on some music while you're cutting your veggies or you know get your kids involved a little bit or I don't know whatever that might look like but just kind of really being present and enjoying more of the process than having everything be such a chore (laughs) that we have to get done. It's very important, like with the being present thing and to get your kids involved. I mean, that's, that's really important. That's so great that, you know, that you're doing that because it, you know, builds character, builds confidence. If you're teaching them how to, how to cook, you know, they'll never go hungry necessarily. You know, it's it's really great things to teach them. So. Right. Plus I feel like they eat way better when they help me cook it. (laughs) So it's kind of a win-win. So. Are there other things? I know you talked in the beginning um, about maybe adding some animals to your your homestead or your modern day homestead. But are there other things you and your family are doing to kind of work towards self sufficiency? Um, yeah. So a lot of the things that we're trying to do um, are things like preserving your own foods. Um, we're trying to live a lot more seasonally. So as the seasons come and go, you know, living with, like eating what's in season. And then preserving them for later. All that kind of seasonal living is something that I'm trying to work into our lifestyle now. Making our own cleaning and personal products. Learning how to repair or mend things. You know, clothing, equipment, appliances, those kinds of things. Instead of just automatically tossing them and and um, buying new. You know, those are things that we're trying to intentionally work towards. Um, incorporating into our lifestyle. I think that being self-sufficient is really just being a lifelong learner and building skills, you know, necessary to improve your own reliance. Um, So I think there's always something new to learn, something new to work on. So yeah, that's kind of the the things that we're doing now. Um, Food preservation, I think this year I'm going to, I would really like to focus on with the gardening season and really focus on preserving a lot more. I mean, we've done it in the past, but really focusing on canning and um, freezing and dehydrating more food for us for this winter is one thing that we're going to be focusing on heavily this year. Awesome. I love to hear that people are canning again and drying food because it's just, I don't know, it's such a wonderful skill that's pretty much been lost in most most places. And so Mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah. 
Well, very good. Well, I have loved everything about this episode. And honestly, the takeaway for me is just that it doesn't have to be all or nothing, doesn't have to all happen at once. And I am definitely going to be looking at my pantry to figure out, you know, what kinds of spices do I use a lot, like spice packets, mm-hmm. not just the spices. And how right. can I, how can I start there? Because I think that would change. That a, change that's a great place. Yep. That's great. Yeah. So where can my listeners learn more about you and what you do? Sure. So I have a blog called wingingitonthehomestead.com. I also have a Simple Living Starter Kit, uh, which you can find at simplelivingstarterkit.com. It has, like I said, the resources for stocking, a from scratch pantry checklist on that. It's also got um, a workbook for starting your first garden um, and tons of other tips and tricks for getting started um, with living more self-sufficiently. And then if you're interested in joining our Facebook group, we have a self-sufficiency and simple living for busy families group where um, it's just a great community to talk with other people who are like-minded in, in incorporating self-sufficiency and simple living into your, you know, your busy modern lifestyle. So we'd love to have you. That is awesome. Now, as far as other social platforms, do you, are you on any other ones or is your Facebook group where you hang out most? Mostly, yeah, Facebook group. I just kind of got started with an Instagram, but um, Facebook is pretty much where, where you'll find me. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, I'll definitely make sure to link to all of those great things, especially I know that checklist is going to be super valuable for people. So I'll have those in the show notes from this episode. And it's just been so wonderful to talk to you. Is there if you could just give one thing out of all these, I mean, amazing things that you've shared that you want people to walk away with, is there one thing in particular that you'd say? So if there was just one takeaway that my listeners could take with them out of all this wonderful information that you've shared, what would you say that one thing would be? So I would say that um, the one thing to is to really understand what your priorities are for what it is that you're trying to achieve through simple living and make those things um, what you tackle first. So if it's cooking from scratch, if it's gardening, if it's um, more family time, uh, if it's learning how to can, whatever it is, um, take it one step at a time. We don't have to do all the things. Give yourself grace. You know, it is all a process and self-sufficiency really is a lifelong learning process and it is fun. So it should be fun. So um, I hope that people understand that it's not all or nothing, that it's supposed to be fun and that it's really setting you up for um, a lifelong journey of um, relying on yourself. Yes, absolutely. I love that you shared that at the end. Thank you so much for bringing that all together for us. And Honestly, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on today. I've enjoyed our conversation so much. I know it's going to be so helpful to so many moms out there, and I just appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I hope you loved that chat I had with Stephanie and all her amazing tips. I know that there are several things I'm going to take away from this and start implementing in my kitchen. First and foremost, the spices, because I do often buy spice packets and it will save me money and in the long run time if I just already have those made and ready to go. And I'm excited to make my own spaghetti sauce and different things that I usually use spice packets for, but will already have that in my kitchen. So 
Hopefully that will encourage you as well. Now remember to visit the show notes so that you can find out all about Stephanie and what she's doing. I will link to all of those things. You can go to athomewithkids.com to find all of the podcast episodes and all of the show notes there. So don't forget to go there and get Stephanie's free resource for you to get started with simple living and cooking from scratch because I know that that's going to be a valuable resource for so many of us, including myself. So I hope you love this episode. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And remember, if you have just a couple moments, please go leave a rating and review on iTunes. And thank you in advance for doing so. I'll talk to you next week. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.